Hello, Mixed Snack Cases. This is Nuke Chess, and we've got an episode of Nutty Bites for you, and I want you to lower your expectations. With me today... Hi, I'm Tech. And we're going to be talking about how to do a rewatch. How to do a rewatch, how to watch a new version of something that you love, uh, something along that, those lines. You know, we're, we're used to seeing this, you know, oh wow, they're making a, a new TV show out of an old movie or they're doing a sequel 20 years later or, you know what? I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch that thing that I loved when I was a kid. You know, th- this seems, I gotta give you the, 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 the tech type, uh, 30 second preview here that okay. uh, this is gonna seem like a, like, like a big stretch to just say don't be cynical. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're basically gonna, gonna wax philosophical for a little while, but let me TLDR it. Don't be cynical. <laughs> don't be cynical. Exactly. Well, I mean, it, it is true. It is true. Like, we don't want people to be cynical, but at the same time, we, we want people to have, realistic expectations you know you see the new thing popping up and you're all excited and oh man this new movie's coming out or this new thing's happening and i haven't had this fandom in 20 years and then you get it and you get everything you asked for and you hate it anyway yeah and so uh, another thing is i want to do a bit of a tone check that i'm not telling anyone what to do this is more of advice as opposed to, this is how you will watch television from now on. Nutty Bites commands it. You know, this isn't that type of tone. I hope that's not your intent for your tone. No, no. Okay. It's more along the lines of, this is two geeks giving advice to other geeks on how to have a better time. Yeah. This is this is advice on on how you can enjoy it, it does feel kind of and not turn into the bitter old man screaming about onions on his belt. Oh, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Because... It does seem kind of kind of hypocritical of me to go around telling people not to be cynical when I'm a pretty big cynic. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because I've been burned and burned myself, excuse me, so many times that this is, you know, this is my after action report. This is my lessons learned for for my, my dear friends, the wireless listeners, that maybe I've made a couple of mistakes in my past with how I've approached rewatches and maybe we could all learn from them. Yeah. So... The thing is, is you have to realize that, or at least I realize that I'm not the same person that I was 20 years ago. I'm not the same person that I was a year ago. No. I'm not even sure I'm the same person I was yesterday. I mean, it does vacillate day to day, but it, it other does. than that. Because we grow up, right? We yeah. change. And that's a process that never stops. As much as I don't want to grow up, I want to be a Toys R Us kid. No. Yeah. Uh, I, I grow up and I change and I mature and my interests change and things that I liked uh, media that I liked when I was younger, I may not like as much or I may like differently now. So especially things from my childhood, if I think back to the cartoons that I watched or the, you know, the, 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 the movies and shows that I watched with wild eyed wonderment as a seven or an eight year old, I am going to approach them remarkably different now. Mm-hmm. And if they try to hit that nostalgia button, well, it's gonna hit different, you know. I, I I don't even like the same music I like seven or eight years ago. So you're telling me, you know, that all of a sudden, you, you know, just hitting that automatic nostalgia button, I'm gonna fall in love with it like I did when I was a kid. Well, maybe, but maybe, but probably not. And as a matter of fact, if you did accurate remakes of everything I watched as a kid, I'd probably find most of it like super annoying. Yes. So. 
And that's, that's, that's part of my rant is when people get really mad at being given exactly what they wanted. I loved this movie. I grew up with this movie and you've supplied me with a new movie with the same name, different actors. The humor is just as stupid. Yeah. It's, it's just as, as campy as it ever was, but I'm going to complain because it's not as good as the original. Well, no, because it's 20 years later, you're a whole adult person now and we already know those jokes. We know those gags. So, yeah. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to start with Star Wars. Yeah. Because I think Star Wars is a great example. Uh, we loved, we loved the original trilogy. Then the prequels came out and the prequels, as much as fans like to poo poo on them, were successful and they brought a whole generation into Star Wars and spawned things like Lego Star Wars and the Lego Star Wars, um, series and the Clone Wars ser- series and all of that stuff. And then the, New sequels came out and they gave you exactly what you wanted so much to the point that the big complaint was it's the same movie. Well, and it's, it's weird, right? Because, uh, and you know, we can agree that we didn't like the new trilogy as much. You know, I, I I like the new trilogy better than the, the prequels. Right. But there's a, but. Yeah, uh, I'm going to speak for myself. I hope you yeah. agree with me. The standalone movies that they have done yes. since the last, since episode seven, eight, nine, the standalone movies that they've gone of Rogue One, Solo, um, what are the other ones they've done? The standalones. I think that's it so far, right? Well, they've done Rogue One, Solo, and then the TV shows yes, of Mandalorian and or the Book of Boba. We Fett. will be getting more. Yeah, we've got movies. Ashoka coming. I will say that the standalone movies that they've done. Are better than the trilogy no. by far, and um, the TV shows are. Oh, be- and Solo. And Solo, yeah, that's the other one. Last well, one I said, yeah, Rogue One and Solo. Was there anything else? I thought there was another, but I maybe missed. It. I, I yeah, know. no, but you're right. It's just Rogue One and Solo, and then the TV shows. Yeah, <coughs> you know, are better. <coughs> Excuse me, are better than uh, the 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 trilogies of movies. And I, I can't explain why. Well, I'm, I'm sure we could do a whole episode about it. But the thing is that I think, I think maybe we walked into, you know, episodes seven, eight, and nine with our expectations too high. And that four, five, and six, the, the first trilogy that came out, you know, starting in the seventies and the early eighties, those were genre defining, eye opening movies of a style and, you know, that had never been done before. They created industrial light and magic to make brand new special yeah. effects for those movies of a style that had never been done before. They had Jim Henson's company make the puppets that they used in a style that wasn't used in other movies outside of Jim Henson stuff. So all of these things coming together to make something brand new. And it was great. Yeah, It wasn't perfect. I mean, you can drive trucks through the plot holes in those movies. And the acting... Well, you know what? The acting in the first one is not that good. Mark Hamill, pretty wooden. Not that good of an actor. But the, but at then, that point, yeah, at that point, you know, when he grew up into the Joker, he was great. <laughs> but but uh, y- Carrie but, Fisher, 
her accent changing throughout ah, the entire it's actually great. quite good uh in her book in her memoir she talks about how her accent changes a lot due to um different direction that she was not getting um but also um when she was nervous right when but, she was nervous the accent would come out but it's funny how we can hand wave we hand wave and we forgive mm-hmm. mark hamill's wooden acting yeah but Jake Lloyd and Hayden Christensen, we are very happy to put up against a wall. It's true. Because their acting was also crap. I I blame personally, I blame direction in those those movies. If you have a problem with any acting, it's due to poor direction. Right. Uh because Natalie Portman is an amazing actress. And I know I've had people oh. say that she's not a very good actress to me. And then when we talk about it, 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 it's, well, what, what movies have you seen her actually act in? And a lot of people, it's, it's the Star Wars things. Um, okay. So I'll, so, Thor. I'll, so I'll just name two. Yeah. The professional. Yes. Black Swan. Both amazing. Both. And you're, she's an amazing actress. There's a million other movies that she's done, but yes. But I just named two. But the fact that, she came across as cardboard and wouldn't. Mm. That is all owed to poor direction. Right. So, but we're willing to, we were, we're ending and not knowing how to direct women, by the way, because the only woman on any cast is like, yeah, I don't know what to do with her. Let's just pay attention to the guys. But it's just, it, it's, we're, we're willing to hand wave four, yeah. five, and six and say, they're the best movies ever made. Yeah. And then one, two, three, seven, eight, nine are garbage. It's like, no, no, guess what? They're all kind of crap. But, we grew up with those first three, yeah. so they have a special place in our heart because there's so many formative memories that we had, and there was nothing else to compare them to. It birthed a genre. Yeah. Now, we are, let's say, blessed mm-hmm. with myriads of different sci-fi and fantasy franchises that uh, you know, that all improved on one little aspect or did something a little bit better or something a little bit worse, and that you now have more options. You didn't have that many options no. before. So, um it used to be that you would watch whatever sci-fi was on and go to any sci-fi movie because it was all you had. And now we're spoiled for choice and we're tearing down our favorites. I you know, I just talking about Star Wars that okay, so I didn't like 7, 8 and 9 very much. I really didn't like 9. Um, yeah, I mean, there there were parts of Nine that I was okay with, but a big part of that, and, and it's the same thing that happened in the original trilogy, yeah. the story changed. Right. It, they changed the story on us. But I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, and I think my, my big key here is that I didn't enjoy it very much, but I'm not going to immediately arms cross harumph and naysay it. That yeah. I, I thought there's a lot of things that they did well, a lot of great things they did well. Um, I am going to save my criticism... For the things that were actually done very badly, for the things that they deserve to be criticized for. So in seven, eight, nine, they made certain promises to John Boyega. Yes, that is what I'm upset about. And then they went back on those promises. So yet again, this is a direction and a production problem, not a movie problem. And they made certain promises to the fans. Yes, they 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 made certain promises to the fans, and they had a wonderful story that. You know, oh, this, this new Jedi is not a Skywalker. It, they're, they're, this new Jedi is not connected to anyone. Spoilers for episode, what, nine? Uh, oh no, no, psych, it's Palpatine's granddaughter. Come on! Yeah, and then there was, um, yeah, there's a bunch of other stuff that they did that I don't want to get into. Yeah. We can talk about something else, but. But, 
then they have the shows. Yeah. And, and now we have more Star Wars content. And it's great. And it's great. And and on we were talking about this the other night because Mandalorian just wrapped on season three. If Mandalorian Mandalorian took a big risk mm-hmm. because it was we're gonna tell you a really cool story. It's not Boba Fett, but it's a Mandalorian, and we're gonna put something really cute in there. And Grogu, Baby Yoda, could have been the next Jar Jar Binks. Could have been. Could have been. If it came off wrong, it could have been a Jar Jar Binks problem. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to to say, as much as as annoying as Jar Jar Binks is to the older fans, there's a lot of people that Jar Jar Binks was very special to. I, I will say that I'm glad that in this season of Mando, they also gave a nod to the actor that. Yeah, the actor got his redemption. And, uh, th- they gave him a, a little, a little redemption vignette, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, but, but it didn't, it didn't become Jar Jar Binks. It became Baby Yoda and everybody went nuts. And without Baby Yoda, I don't know that the Mando, the, the rest of the TV shows would have gone so well. It's Ahmed, Ahmed Best. Yes. By the way. Oh, and while we were talking about this guy earlier, do you know who does the voice of Jar Jar Binks in the Lego Star Wars? No. No, it's Phil Lamar. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. The voice of everything. The voice of everything, (laughs) Phil Lamar. Um, Love him. But, uh, so it could have gone off the rails, but it didn't, and it was amazing. And because of that, we got Boba Fett, which every Boba Fett fan is all happy about. And now, now we'll have to retract our most ineffectual... Ah. characters in all of sci-fi because now Boba Fett is not. He is, he's, he's quite, quite effective. Exactly. And, yeah. He, he's he, a bamf. Man, yeah. Let, let's talk, let's talk about redemption arcs. Let's talk about what they did to him in that TV series. Like they brought him back. Um, another one I want to talk about while, while we're talking about this, let, let's talk about Star Trek for a second. Exactly. That's where we're going. Let's do it. Cause, um, I'll be honest. I, I, I don't really like the original series, but that's not what I grew up with because I grew up with Next Gen. Right. And I'm a huge fan of Next Generation. And I think the biggest problem I have with the new series is yet again, it's a me problem. Mm. Um, is that, you know, the, the, the joke from Futurama, you know, is 72 episodes about 30 good ones. Well, it's the same thing with Next Gen. As much as, as it is a show that I love, I can't do a straight rewatch of that show because half the episodes are yeah, pretty crap. They're not all there are four lights and that's what everyone is expecting. Right. When when Picard came out and and I like Picard. I like Picard a lot. We have not watched season 3 yet. It has just finished. We're going to watch it all through. Yep. Don't get mad at us. We're watching one show at a time, but I like Picard. I've seen season 1, I've seen season 2. Uh but I think the biggest problem is everybody was expecting there are four lights, uh, the chain of command, uh, all of Picard's best TNG episodes for that entire series. And yet, if we watch TNG, there's only a handful of those really great Picard episodes out of all of the seasons. Right. So I, I think that's my key for a rewatch here is, um, you know, in a series that went as long as Next Gen did, I mean... Not every episode is they are for lights or inner light or, you know, something like that. It's there's for every one of those, you get a Casino Royale or Hotel Royale, Hotel Royale. Yeah. Casino Royale is the Bond movie. Yeah. Yeah. You get you get Hotel Royale or you get um, 
Jean-Luc Picard doing bad soliloquies to a Ferengi from the bridge of the Enterprise or, um. Okay, but that's a great episode. Or you get, you know, Sherlock Holmes in a holodeck, you know, they're not. Or Wesley steps on the grass and is going to be executed. Right. I mean, the, 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 let's not forget falling in love with a ghost. Doctor oh, Crusher, right? Or, uh, or or space uh, Irish, or the space Irish, or you know, there's there's tons of bad ones. Oh look, let's attack let's attack Deanna Troy with our brains again in like every season. Yeah. Um, but I just, I I guess my my, if you're gonna do a rewatch of Next Gen, you, you got to realize it, it's like a bell curve, right? You got a couple of good ones, you got a couple stinkers, and the rest they're kind of mediocre. But the whole show kind of grooves towards one side of the bell curve and ends up being a little bit better than average. And it's a pretty darn good show to rewatch. The issue I have with the remakes and why I'm not finding them fun is that they seem to be trying to make every episode there are four lights or inner light or yeah. measure of a man or you know the really really poignant episode it's like no sometimes star trek was goofy and silly and fun and and lower decks and lower well that's why i love lower decks so much because it got the fun there's a little bit of poignancy there's a little bit of seriousness every now and then i mean when Rutherford gets his implant rip off, ripped off, please tell me yeah. that hurt you too. Or oh, yeah. the moments between Mariner and her mom yeah. are very sweet and tender. Th- that show seems to have like the encapsulate the perfect everything. Picard, Picard doesn't hit it for me. Now I hear season three is amazing and everybody's like absolutely in love with it. Uh, I, I hope it, I, I and this might be good. bad timing for us to record this since we're just about to, just watch, about it. to watch it. You know what? Maybe it'll be good and I'm looking forward to it, but. Um, maybe I gotta temper my own expectations. Maybe yeah. I have to realize that they're gonna try to make an entire season of, of inner light episodes, and maybe I just need to relax a bit and try to find the fun in it. And yeah. I guess I'm gonna have to do that. But I just wanna have some fun with my Star Trek. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think one of the things for me is where I'd like a lot of these to go is I don't want exactly and that's the thing. I don't want exactly the same thing. I want them to go somewhere new and to steal from Star Trek, to go where no one's gone before. Mm-hmm. You know, I want something, I want to learn something new. I don't want the same exact thing. That said, I need to understand that without his glasses, everybody knows he's Clark Kent. Um, and then, I'm sorry, with his glasses, everybody knows he's Clark Kent. And then without his glasses, they recognize him as Superman. Like, I have to do that to my own expectations for these new shows, these sequels, these rewatches. I have to understand the difference. And I am going to bring up another point, another sequel, X-Files. Okay. So I watched X-Files, when X-Files was live uh, and on the air, I was not into X-Files. It was opposite other things. I just couldn't get into it. Dana didn't even have a desk. What What's going on here? I got into X-Files very late. You watched it while it was live, right? I did. Uh, maybe not. What was it seven seasons? Um, eight? Nine? I don't think yeah. I made it. I don't think I made it to the end, but I remember watching... The very early ones, and then I, I, I kind of got, I kind of turned into a casual fan as they got later into the seasons and the stories got weirder. Right. But I, I definitely would consider myself to be a fan of the X Files. Yeah. And, and, and did you, did you watch any of the Robert Patrick's season? 
yes. Um, I, the last episode that I remember watching, and maybe this will tell you what season I kicked off in, mm-hmm. was X-Cops. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, that, that's one of the best episodes. It is. Uh, I mean, come on. So I came to... It can't be live. He just said beep. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, I So um, nine seasons in the original run. Okay. And then it got season 10 in 2016. Right. And season 11 in 2018, which I completely missed. Right. So I watched X-Files with the uh, Intro to X podcast. And shout out to the intro to X podcast. And while I was getting to the end, I was, I was having the same issue you were. I was starting to fall off. And so, um, I asked our good friend Robin Burge to give me a cheat sheet. What do I need to watch? Right. Like, what is the important episodes? And he gave me all the episodes that are important for mythology and all of the really good ones. Right. And so I, I finished up the last season and a half that way. Of the original run. Of the original run. Right. Which included X-Cops and is it Hotel Babylon or whatever? The one with the, the movie being made where Taya Leone's in it and Gary Shandling. Oh, uh, the Bleeping Dead Aliens? No, that one's not Bleeping Dead Aliens, but that's another really good one. That yeah. one's earlier. But anyway, um, so those are included. They're not part of the mythology episodes, but they're... X-Cops is like the best episode. X-Cops I love it so, so much. But so so then so, recently. Yeah. So then when in 2016, when they came out with their new episodes, we watched the first three and then we were like, eh, we never kind of got around to finishing them because my expectations were way too high. Yeah. I want and I was not that far off of watching it. And I wanted this love of this series that I had become a fan of. Well, and then this past trip to your your dad's place, you were working with your dad downstairs, mm-hmm. and I was drawing, and I was like, oh, you know what? I'll just watch some X-Files. Sure. Let's watch those last few episodes I never watched. And then I realized, wait a minute, this is a whole other season that I didn't even know about. So I said, okay, let's go back and rewatch those new seasons. And guess what? They're exactly X-Files. They are just as hokey, just as good, and just as bad as the original X-Files mm-hmm. were. It was my fault. Yeah. I had to go give myself some time, lower my expectations, and go back. And guess what? I'm enjoying it. Uh, one thing I, I will ask is one of the things that X-Files was kind of good for is that you would have what they call the Monster of the Week episodes, mm-hmm. and then you would have like a canon episode interspersed in between that sort of pushed the overall story along with Crycheck and the Black Oil, yeah. and but they weren't always there. And then you'd get, you know, Tony Shalhoub as a shadow monster, or, you know, uh, a Vietnam veteran that can't dream, and yeah. then it would back to Crycheck again, and or the Cigarette Smoking Man. You know, you would get them interspersed. The new seasons that they've done, 10 and 11, are they all the same story, or like, like modern shows, or so, do they have Monsters of the Week, too? So there's an overarching, like, uh mythology subplot thing going on mm-hmm. like in the original season uh but there are definitely monsters of the week like the the one with um the wear monster oh my goodness the first time i watched it what a I fantastic didn't get it. episode uh, it was it was the first time i didn't get it as well the second time i really get it and it's one of those really great ones because there's uh, the unreliable narrator, you know, because it's a lot of flashbacks and it's Reese Darby. And I now understand, like, I love Reese Darby. He's so funny. 
Uh, but the, it's, it's not, it's not a human that turned into a beastie. It's a beastie that got bit by a human and it was the beastie turning into a human and it was awful for him. And it's fantastic. And I know, I know that that's the, that's the other. It, it has, because the way we watch TV has changed. Yes. And I think that maybe, you know, doing an episode by episode rewatch of a show now is hard because we binge. We do binge. And we'll sit down and we will watch four, five, six, seven, eight, an entire season of episodes in a row now. And television shows now are made to cater to that. And a monster of the week type show, I don't think works as well in a binge fest as uh, eight, an, a tight eight episode season that's telling a story. So I, I think that it's, it's our viewing habits have changed and has, and storytelling has had to change. Um, well, I think there's a lot of things that aren't present anymore. Like for instance, the whole, everyone's watching this on the same day. That doesn't happen anymore. No, no. And, and that's my point. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's, I kind of, you know, as much as I like the, the episodic stories, you know, you're telling me, uh, you know, it's like, let's look at, let's say, oh, uh, the Mandalorian. Yeah. We're getting eight episodes a season and it tells a tight eight episode story. If you stretch that to a 22 episode season and interspersed those eight episodes with 14 other monster of the week stories and gave me 22 episodes, you know, we'd all be happy as heck. I'd love to have that much Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, but we don't, we get, but that's not how we watch TV. These that's not days. how we watch TV now. So, uh, and, and be really expensive. Yes. And, and that's fine. Um, I kind of miss the monsters of the week though. And I kind of miss, I, I kind of miss the not every episode or every contributes episode to the main story. And yeah. if you miss, like if I miss the name of the monster in episode two, it used to not matter what the name of the monster was after that. But now, if I miss the name of the monster in episode two, I'm not gonna understand the, I'm not gonna understand the big reveal at the end of episode five. And right. then I'm gonna have to pause, and you're gonna have to explain it to me, because, and then I ruined well, and your there was watch. something, there was something like that with Mandalorian, where something from season one came up in season three, mm -hmm. and it was, oh, and that was that thing, because the Mandalorian is a D&D &D campaign. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to say it here. It's a D&D campaign. Every quest that he does and every side quest to do the single quest that he needs to do is, is all there to build upon so that at the end he has all the tools and, and knows all the people he needs to know. It does feel like an RPG. It is totally a role playing game and I love it for that. That is amazing. Um, so whereas with X Files, you've got, there's the monster. And then there's the backdrop of, you know, from the old series, like the cigarette smoking man is always going to be there and Mr. X and things like that. So here's one that I haven't watched nearly as much as you have. But how did you feel about the um, uh, new Veronica Mars series? Because there was Veronica Mars, the original run of the show for four and five, yep. four or five seasons. And then they came back for another one or two and a movie. So, OK, so there was the original seasons, which is four seasons, I believe. Um, and then it, it, there's a movie that came out much, much later. That right. was the Kickstarter, the movie. Kickstarter one that broke all the records. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. then there was the Netflix series. I think it was Netflix or was it Hulu? Anyway, there was the, the, the streaming the, series, the streaming series that came out like right in the pandemic, I think, or just before the pandemic. So the movie 
Uh, I might want to rewatch it to lower my expectations. I was expecting a lot more. Um, so I wasn't as happy with that. The revival series, the streaming series, I really dug. I really dug it. I thought it went in a good way. Um, there are always little nitpicks and problems, and there's definitely people that don't like the way it ended. Um, but I really, I really enjoyed it. I've recently rewatched Veronica Mars mm-hmm. and some of the seasons that I didn't like originally, I like better in my rewatch. And I didn't watch them. I didn't watch Veronica Mars when it was live. I mean, I'd watch an episode or two, but I watched that all later. And, um, but for some reason, the college years are, they play a little better for me now. Um, I'm also realizing a lot of these teen shows, I need to change my expectations because they want to have adult plots, but they need them to be in a school environment so that they're constantly running into each other because that's the, that's the suspension of disbelief you need to do. I, I will tell you another one. Um, mm. uh, another one's talking about suspension of disbelief and lowering of expectations is anything involving an eighties cartoon. Yes. You have got to lower. I think that if, it, like, if you were telling me right now that tomorrow there's a movie coming out of the Thundercats. Oh, you better lower those expectations because that original source material is bad. Right. Or, you know, they're doing I a- loved the Thundercats. Yeah. I tried to rewatch it probably about 10 years ago. Yeah. And I had to stop. It but was any, cringy. And, and, and there's, there's two things here. One. Yeah. 80s cartoons were meant to sell breakfast cereals and toys. <laughs> and toys, and yes. And they, 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 a lot of them were really not that good. Now, we have fond, excuse me, fond memories of them because, it, well, I was a kid in the 80s, and guess what? I have formative memories to shows like Robotech. Yeah. And, but oh man, going back to watch Robotech now and having to hear Min May sing My Boyfriend is a Pilot one more time, I am going to lose my mind. That song is awful. But... <laughs> But I, I will say there is another big problem with remaking 80s cartoons. Mm. It's that My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, was so good. It was so good. was so gosh darn yeah. good at retaking everything you loved of that cartoon in the 80s and making it so much better with a better cast, with better animation, with better character designs, with better stories, with better morals, and just making a better show. Now, and the, the people have have been looking at other 80s source materials and saying, you know what? They did it. We can do it too. And no, you can't. Yeah. And, uh, or no, you shouldn't. And the prime example of that was that, that remake. I never even watched it. I never want to, but that gosh awful remake they did of Gem and the Holograms. Oh. Where all they did, all they did was just take the name and adapt another script that they yeah. already had in the can and then just just called it a gem in the hologram movie, even though it had nothing to do with the source material. And even yeah. though the original writer said no. Yes. Yes. The original writer offered to help. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, no, it, it was. <sighs> yeah, that so, was that was bad. So then stuff like that happens and ruins the chance of making something good out of the source material. I mean, you're, if you're telling me right now that I could get a My Little Pony Friendship is Magic level style remake of things like get that level of care, attention, cast, and money, you're going to get me new Thundercats, you're going to give me new Care Bears, you're going to give me new G.I. Joe, new Transformers, heck yeah, I'd be all in. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Lower your expectations, people. 
Yeah, Transformers became a Michael Bay thing. Um, and, you know, I, I tried to lower my expectations when he touched my Ninja Turtles. <sighs> didn't like it. it was, uh, the but, first movie I kind of hand waved, but I didn't like it. I have hope for the new one. I have a lot of hope for the new one. But that being said, I'm going to have to temper them expectations just a little bit. And um, there's some things about the character design that I, um, I'm i not a fan of because it, it doesn't look like the source material and it doesn't look like anything from the 80s or from the cartoons. It's just they went their own way and that's great and I'm glad to see, I'm glad to see where it goes. I love the art style. Uh, I just, I'm, I, I gotta see a whole movie of it to see if I, if I like it. Mm. Um, the, the voice cast looks great, everything looks great, but, uh, you know, I'm gonna have to go in slightly cynical because I don't want to get burned again. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I am, I am uncharacteristically optimistic. Um, you know, and it's the same thing with, man, I am, I am done to death with Spider-Man movies. Except? Except the Miles Morales ones, because that first one was great. And now the second one coming out with the Spider-Verse, you know what? I'm I'm kind of hopeful to this one. But That said, what about the, the last one with the three Spider-Men? That actually was pretty good. I like that one. I, kind of, I like but, that one a you lot. Know, you're gonna give We're me... so mad that there was no Miles Morales in that one. No Miles Morales, but we did get a heck of a lot of Alfred Molina just yeah. chewing the curtains off everything he was in. Yeah. And, I mean, come on, Doc Ock. Yeah. It was great. Although, although... The excuse for that is that the spell was about Peter Parker. Uh, so, you know, not Miles just. Miles is not Peter. Yeah. And he's not Peter. Yeah. Uh, I will say, you know, when, when people say it's always bad, there are examples of when it is very good. Mm-hmm. For instance, Tron and Tron Legacy. Oh, Legacy was great. Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show after the movie. Uh, MASH. MASH. So, because that movie, that movie, not that good. Not that good. The TV show is, you know, one of the kings of sitcoms. Now, now, the movie was a big hit, though. Sure. But the TV show transformed it into something beautiful. Right. When Buffy came out, I really liked the schlocky movie. And I... When I heard the the TV show was coming out, I said, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be very good. And my mom's argument, because I said to my mom, I said, when have they ever made a TV show from a movie and the the TV show was actually better? It's Mm. always bad. And my mom just said, mash. And I said, okay, fine. I'll give it a shot. And now we're in a, a time where... It's nothing but movies turned into TV shows yeah. with Teen Wolf and Fargo and Scream and all these different. So yeah, and yeah, I, I'm I'm being stumped here, but there's a whole bunch of them. And and I guess that that's the point I, I've been trying to make is that I, I I guess what we have to remember is that we of people have changed, and that yes. even from when we saw like. Man, Scream and Fargo came out, what, like almost 30 years ago now? No. Oh, you mean the original movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, almost 30 years ago now. Shut up. I know. So Don't make me feel old. I know. So that stuff's been out there for a long time. Guess what? You're not the same person you were 20 years ago. And viewing habits of people have changed. The industry have changed. Acting has changed. Money has changed. So the... These people are in the business of making entertainment. They have to turn a profit. So how they turn a profit and how they make a show is going to be different than how it was then. So, yeah, a a TV show or a movie based on a movie that you saw 20 years ago 
is going to be very different because it kind of has to be. Yeah. So the big one of the big ones, and I'm going to say it now, and I'm sure there's going to be people's people screaming at me and disagreeing and tech can't even answer this because he still hasn't watched the movie, even though I want him to uh, Ghostbusters Ghostbusters with the female cast. Right. To me felt so much like the first Ghostbusters. Right. Be- and, and I know a lot of my peers grew up with, uh, with the real Ghostbusters, the cartoon. It did not feel like that. It did not feel like Ghostbusters 2. It felt like that first Ghostbusters. Right. And a lot of the criticisms I've heard, that's exactly the same criticism I had for the first Ghostbusters, you know? Uh, so to me, that felt more like Ghostbusters. Afterlife. Afterlife, I am going to say right here and right now, and you can disagree with me mm-hmm. if you want, was not Ghostbusters. Um, the best Except part, for the last 15 minutes. Well, yeah. The best part of that movie was the last 15 minutes and Paul Rudd. Right. And everything else was just kind of infuriating. Uh, they kind of forgot that Ghostbusters is supposed to be a comedy and like, and they were really insulting to podcasters. They were insulting to podcasters. <laughs> My um, name's Podcast. I I really oh, between that and Mighty Ducks, like they're just oh man, oh man. But, yeah, but, but do you want to listen to my podcast? Here it is on a flash drive. That's not a podcast. <laughs> so I just it's an audio file. Thank you. But it was one. It was one of these things. I yet again, that's one where I think I burned myself because I walked in expecting, you know, the awesomeness that is Bill Murray and Harold Ramis and the rest. And, you know, I'm going to get greatness. And when it wasn't exactly that, I just kind of arms crossed and harumphed. And had I walked in with fresh eyes, understanding that it had to be different, maybe I would have made it to the 15 minutes that everybody tells so me is the greatest thing in cinema. We started watching it and, uh, and about an hour in, we were done. We were done. I went back to it months later. Yeah. And just out of completionism. And I finished it with the, I don't like this, but I just want to finish it. Mm -hmm. So it was better because my expectations were lowered, but it's still not Ghostbusters. No, The 2016 all-female cast Ghostbusters was more Ghostbusters than that was. Right. So what's your, what's your tip for a rewatch here? What's a, if, if somebody wants to watch this, the uh, afterlife because they like the original Ghostbusters. It's not the original Ghostbusters. Right. <laughs> like, I'm just going to tell you, you'll, you'll have more fun with the 2016 one. Um, I will say, and I, I still think that if, if you just want to watch the last 15 minutes, go ahead and watch the last 15 minutes. It's a really nice tribute. It, it, it'll put a little smile on your face. Um, but the rest of it is a drama. And if you want to watch it, just know, go in knowing it's a drama. It's a drama in the Ghostbusters universe. It is not a comedy. Paul Rudd is charming. And that's what you got. Um, some, speaking and they, of... And they're kind of insulting to autistics, but, you know. Yeah, it, re- it reminded me of um, somebody... What was that, that movie, that Pixar movie about the, the feelings in your brain? Don Herman's head style. Was that Inside Out? Yes, Inside okay. Out. Somebody took the movie Inside Out and cut all of the brain parts out of it and was left with like a nine-minute short story, coming-of-age story of a young girl running away from home. Yeah. Right? And it is the most depressingly sad little vignette yeah. of, like, that's 
that's not what we want to see in a Pixar movie. We go there to be entertained, to laugh, to have some yucks and have some light and entertainment. But just that part of that movie is actually kind of dark. Yeah. The, the, the outside part is really dark. Yeah. There's no bing bong on the outside part of the world of Inside Out. No. I mean, and bing bong. Bing bong. The, the imaginary friend bing bong. Oh, yes. This is great. Love bing bong. But yeah, so my, my advice is you want to lower your expectations and kind of remember why did I love this? What was the thing that I loved about this? And I didn't watch Veronica Mars for the realism. Like one of the main characters is a ghost. I didn't watch it for the realism. I didn't watch Star Trek because it it was a powerful, important thing that was going to teach me a lesson about the world and and sociopolitical relations every week. I watched it because it had cool gadgets. It was an outer space and it was an ensemble and it was somebody different to follow around each week. Yeah. And I, I just, I was just thinking that this is the sort of the same thing happens with music too. Yeah. Where when a band comes back after a while and they put out a new album and everybody hates it. Yeah. It's never going to be as good as the first one. We or want it, homework again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? I would love Daft Punk to go back and do homework again. I would love, um, to hear, uh, the surviving members of Prodigy do another Fat of the Land or another Music for Jilted Generation. But guess what? Those albums, I can go back and listen to them anytime I they want. They already exist. I can go back and watch original Thundercats anytime I want. I can go back and watch, you know, original Ninja Turtles cartoons anytime I want. The new stuff is going to be different. Yep. It just is. Um, I'm a fan of The Prodigy. When Liam Howlett puts out a new album, I listen to it. And guess what? Some songs I like, some songs I don't. Normally, he has one song that's lightning in a bottle per album. The rest, kind of meh. One, really crap. But guess what? Not I don't like every song on Fat of the Land. I don't like every song on Music for a Jilted yeah. Generation. So why should I, I? I really like those albums, but they're not perfect. No album is. So why should I expect the new ones to be perfect? Oh, because I'm a hypocrite. That's yes, why. Yes, that's why. It's me. <laughs> so, you, know, you, you, you're the problem. You there, boy on the street. This is your fault. Sorry, I had to flip that around so you didn't turn it into a Taylor Swift song. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, don't want to, don't want to get copy striked for a Taylor Swift song. That would be embarrassing. Um, but my advice. If you're doing a rewatch or if you started to watch something and said, I didn't really like it, try again. That's, that's literally my advice is try again. When Enterprise came out, I didn't like it. I was done with the first Ferengi episode. I was done. I was out. I did not care. Right. I did a rewatch, oh, about six or so years ago and I watched it all the way through and I pushed through and I watched it in a binge kind of a format. Um, there are some good episodes. There's not, some not so good episodes. But when you get into season three, it becomes one of the most amazing shows. And I know I'm, I'm a hypocrite because I always say I don't have three, two seasons to waste on a subpar show. But if it's something that you think that you should like, or it's from a franchise that you like, give it another shot. Watch it while you're doing your craft or dishes or whatever else to get through those those first few seasons or whatever it is that you need to do. And pretty soon you're going to find yourself absolutely loving what you hated. Yeah. And I, you know what? I think I'll listen to your advice because um trying to make it through the, you know, started watching that new Quantum Leap. Yes. Made it a couple of episodes in. Yep. And 
it's not the old quantum leap, but that's fine. It's not supposed to be. It's new. It's, it's different. It's new. It's different. But guess what? Not every episode of Quantum Leap was great. No. There's a couple great ones. Sam Beckett was an awesome character. We all fell in love with him. Yep. But now they're trying to do Quantum Leap without Sam Beckett. So maybe I have, maybe it's me. Maybe, like you said, lower my expectations and give it another couple of episodes before I rage quit because, yeah. um, it's not perfect. And, darn me for expecting it to be perfect just because I love the original source material. Yeah. And there's so many good things that we could miss out on. And when people get really upset about something, they end up not making more of it. So that 2016 Ghostbusters (laughs) had a post credit scene and they were breaking into another universe. And they said, who's, who's Zual? Right. And that was the teaser. The next movie was going to be breaking into the, the, the universe that we already knew. And there was so much hate online and people were so awful about it that actors left Twitter because they were being harassed and they never made another movie. Right. And it's because of those people. It would have been great. That's my advice. Lower your expectations. And if it, if it doesn't hit right away, give it a shot. Not in a couple of months, maybe in another year. Always, always be willing to go back and revisit things. I'm going back through these X files and I got to tell you, I'm liking them. I am really enjoying what I quit before. Um, I'll tell you another one real quick. A yeah. remake that's completely different from the original, but managed to be good in its own right. I have to say one that did really well was the new Top Gun. Yes. Uh, yes. In that it was funny in the same way. It was poignant in a way that the first one tried and I think failed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was accurate in a way that the first one was, but and even more so. Yeah. And uh, I went into the theater um expecting cornball expecting just as cornball as the first one and man was i pleasantly surprised i had a blast yeah and now i understand it's a movie not a documentary and it would have been very easy for techie to put his tech hat on and just yell at the screen for two hours because the the missile doesn't actually do that and the airplane can't do that maneuver because of the autopilot system i could have done that and I, i did do a bit of that okay i did a lot of that but that didn't stop me from having fun and crunching popcorn throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. That was a fantastic, fantastic Yeah, it was a slog. Film. But guess, it was a film. Yeah, it, it was, was a, a slog. Guess what? So was the first it's one. A, they're, they're art pieces. They're not, they're not movies. They're not flicks. They're, they're art pieces. Cinema. Cinema. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot that have done it pretty well i mean like we we did a whole episode on coming to america too uh we did you know um i think i talked about bill and ted face the music things like that and so there are some that are are just quite fun um i'm in the middle of finishing up the new perry mason i am digging that and now all i can think is ooh, can we have a new columbo you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just one more thing. Just one more thing. You know, you could give us a new Columbo, um, but give it to us in a different time of his life. Like Perry yeah. Mason, they're redoing uh, like his early cases, yes. the origin story of yes. Perry Mason that we never saw in the original show. So if you're going to do Columbo, don't try to remake it with an old grizzled Peter Falk lookalike. Yeah. Give us the story of young Columbo. Yeah. And that could be okay, you know. Columbo the early years. 
I would, I would love that. I would love that. Or Columbo, the sequel, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't mind it going to a new generation. Something, something, you know? I, I, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all we in. We find out that Columbo and Quincy both had kids and those kids oh, got married. And then it's their kids now, the third generation that are going to like medical school. And now you've got these like Quincy Columbo crossovers. Get out of the writer's room. Ah, come on. That'd be great. That'd be so much fun. Um, wow. Set it in Florida and, or, or whatever state it was in or New York and then have them go to police academy. Oh no. And then remake police academy no, at the same time. No, 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 no. Stop that. Uh, I, you know, another one I'm going to say, uh, did really well. Uh, uh, what we do in the shadows. Yeah. That's fun. And, and, and while Taika's an executive producer, he's not really involved in the TV show. Right. And it, it goes on to a whole new thing. Like I, what I like about all of the ones that are successful is that they're telling a new story. Even yeah. if they're touching on the old story, they're telling a new story. Yeah. So. And it's, 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 uh, it, it spawned a spiritual successor. You know, Taika's other show, you know, Our Flags Mean Death. Oh is, my, I love our flags mean death. Which is very silly, very fun. It's everything you like about what we do in the shadows, except it's pirates instead you know, of vampires. It's pirates, but exactly. It's the same show. It's yeah. just as silly. It's, it's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, I wrote a script, but I'm not letting anyone see the script. Right. <laughs> so, so finish us off here. What do you think? What's your, what's your, uh, what's your TLDR? Um, well, as I said, my TLDR is lower your expectations and give it another chance. Yeah. You know, uh, if, if you have an immediate reaction, put it away, come back to it later. You might change your mind. If you watched something a couple of years ago and you said, oh, that's terrible. Nobody can like that. Give it another shot. See if you've changed your mind because I am finding by going back through back catalog that there's a lot of things I wrote off that actually I'm really digging this. So don't you remember it's not always the people making this stuff that are screwing up. Sometimes it's us. Yeah. And uh, along with that, um, I, I guess I, I would say that it's okay to hate things. Yep. But Try to have, it's okay to not like a show. It's yeah. entirely okay to not like a show. It's okay to not like a remake, but try to look into yourself a little bit and make sure that the reasons you don't like it, uh, are valid and yeah. not just you not getting over yourself and not liking it because it's new. And that happens to me a lot of the time, yeah. but all if, the time, it's, I, I would prefer, you know, I, I'm thinking to myself, it's like, I, I would prefer to know that I don't like a show not because it's new and because it's a new it's a new thing with a new actor and I don't like the theme song anymore. I would prefer to not like it because I found out that the director was an awful person and he did awful things or that they're not um they're not keeping true to the source material and they've gone a completely different way with it or they've decided And sometimes that's true but let's not forget Star Wars didn't keep true to the original source material right. in the first trilogy. They changed their minds. Right. Yeah. But um Things like, um, like Star Trek Discovery, mm. where we have to deal with, you know, the psychological torture that Klingons provide to people and then deal with the after effects in PTSD for an entire season. You know, I, I that's, that's a valid reason for not wanting to watch. That yeah. Was yeah. Ver, that was very gross and, uh, made me very uncomfortable. And yeah. I really didn't like the show for the way that they treated that character and for the things that they made him suffer from and then made us watch. 
Because that's not the type of thing you see on Star Trek. Even an episode around torture, like there are four lights, they don't go to that level. Yeah. And, um... Well, I mean, and and we've we've talked about this before, but that what made you step off the Game of Thrones train yeah, was torture thing. as well. well. Exactly. Like there are ways to talk about awful things and to portray them without it being gratuitous. Right. So, um, I I guess I'm going to have to look at myself a little bit and kind of make sure that my critiques are valid and that you know before it's very easy for me to just guys it's super easy for me to just arms cross harumph and hate things. I mean I do it all the time. I mean, You'll do that even when you like something. I know. We'll come home from a movie and he's like, I really like that. That was so good. That was this. That was that. Here's blah, the blah, seven blah, blah. reasons why it sucked. And then we, t- I turn on a microphone and it's, ah, oh, no, it was bad. This was wrong. This was wrong. And ah, I didn't really like that. And suddenly he doesn't like this show that we just liked. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. happens. Yeah, I know. I got to stop doing that. Yeah. Or at, at least I, I, I got to find. Find the pro- joy. I gotta find, yeah, find the joy and find appropriate critiques. I mean, it's very easy to just hate on something for being new. We do it all the time. We're humans. We hate change. We are creatures of habit. Maybe I gotta get a little bit better about that. Maybe, maybe we all do. So, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna give a couple more episodes of Quantum Leap before I make up my mind. I'm gonna watch season three of Picard. Yeah. Um, and we'll see where they go from there. Uh, that being said, I am due for a rewatch. I haven't watched Futurama in a while. So I'm probably going to start season one of that again soon because... It's Futurama. It's Futurama. Yeah. And speaking of a show that had multiple sequels, mm. and they all kind of came back pretty strong. What's that? Oh, Futurama? Futurama. Yeah, the show that got canceled three times. Woohoo! <laughs> all right. So let us know what are some of your favorite rewatches, remakes, and so forth. And what is something that you think got a really raw deal? that it seems the public consensus is against you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, everybody. Before we go, we do want to thank the patrons without whom we wouldn't be able to put out two episodes a month. We wouldn't be able to pay our server fees and you just keep us going. So thank you so much to our top tier big daddies. Thank you to our top patron, Jax. Thank you to Jason and Rich the TT. Thank you, big daddies. Thank you to our patrons of the arts. Thank you to Kaylin, Mark Cabot, the encaffeinated one, the bathtub mermaid and Susanna. And thank you to all of our other patrons of various amounts who keep everything going. So thank you so much to Shane. I, I still don't have a pronunciation. So we're going to go with uh, Selgenor. Selgenor. There we go. Selgenor, Andy, Cliff, Greg, Harold, Hugh, Ian, Justine, Ken, Kinsey, Crazy Joe Adventures, Mike, Pcat. Radical Geek, Stephen, Will, and Zachman. Thank you so much, everyone. Thanks, guys.
Nutty Bites is produced by Nimlas Studios under a Creative Commons Attribution No Commercial Non-Derivatives 3.0 International License. That means you can't change it without my permission. You can share it and send it to your friends. Just link back to me, my site, and everything. We live at nimlas.org, which has links to everything social media, including facebook.com slash group slash Nutty Bites and patreon.com slash nukejoss or call 347-Nutty42. 